0: The Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church.
1: And now, here are your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz.
0: Well, hello once again, podcast audience, padients, as as uh, other podcasters <laughs> say. <laughs> uh, we uh, we're thrilled to bring you another great episode of the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. Not because of what uh, what you're going to hear from us, but because we have another great guest with us. And,
2: and we and we have had some fantastic guests on our shows lately, and uh, we're excited to again. You know, and I don't know. I feel like every episode we get better. And I, how do we top? How do we top this? Yeah, you I, know, it's all downhill from here. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, now it's just back to listening to you and me. You know? Yeah, who wants to
2: listen to us? <laughs> no, we're thrilled today to have uh, Don Moen with us. Uh, we we got him on the phone and uh, uh, get an interview. Uh, but Dave, want to share a little bit about uh, Don?
0: Yeah, I've got some uh, bio information. I'd love for you to love for you to hear to set up this conversation. Ask Don Moen what he does, and the answer might surprise you. He won't say he's a songwriter, even though he's written more than 100 songs. That's, that blows my mind.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's, about, that's about 97 more songs than I've written. Yeah. <laughs> he,
0: he won't say he's a worship leader, even though he's led worship on every continent but Antarctica. And he's probably thankful that he hasn't had to go to Antarctica <laughs> and recorded numerous albums. He won't say he's a businessman or producer, even though he has produced and directed hundreds of successful projects. If you ask Don Moen why God put him on this planet, he'll tell you to be an architect who designs products and events that help people experience God's presence in a new and fresh way. That's great. And in more than three decades of ministry, he's had lots of opportunity to fulfill that purpose. His dis- his discography reflects his passion to create resources for the church that lead people into an honest and intimate relationship with the Lord. In 2002, his peers recognized that lifelong commitment and presented him with the Ray DeVries, Ray DeVries, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that uh, correct, Church Ministry Award. Um Don has also received a Dove Award for his work on the musical God With Us and has received multiple Dove Award nominations for his songs, CDs, and choral resources. In addition to his writing and recording, Don makes time to tour domestically and abroad and has performed with artists such as Chris Tomlin, Twyla Paris, Sarah Groves, Pobolosh, to name just a few. He's also served as a worship leader for past National Day of Prayer events and a music industry spokesperson, having been featured on Fox News, NPR, and in USA Today. Don is also, uh, Don is as popular overseas as he is at home in the US. His travels for concerts and seminars have taken him to Ghana, South Africa, Singapore, the Philippines, South Korea, Brazil, Canada, Australia, Great Britain, Hong Kong, Indonesia, Japan, Guatemala, Honduras, and elsewhere. Today, wow. Don is president of Don Moen Productions in Nashville, Tennessee, where he resides with his wife Laura and five children. What an amazing bio. Woo.
2: Don, uh, thank you so much for being on our welcome show. Welcome to the
0: show.
1: Thanks, guys. It's great to be with you today. Boy, that is a long bio. We need to uh, we need to edit that down a little bit, I think.
2: <laughs> but it's so cool, Don, because it shows uh, it shows kind of that legacy and heritage. And uh, you know, before we were recording, uh, as we were talking with Don, I, I mentioned briefly to him um, how uh, how much I've appreciated his ministry in the church and in worship. Uh, for me being a worship pastor and having been doing worship ministry since my junior high days, uh, Don is certainly, um, one of those foundational names. And, uh, so yes, the bio is a bit long, but I think it highlights all the amazing things you've done. So thank you
0: for being here today, Don.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: We, um, we have a history, not just with, with your popular songs, but, um, your your work on God with us is is one that I used as a worship pastor four separate times because um, wow it was it was so great and as you know I I we we did it at college which was where I was first introduced to it and then we did it um, at Laurelwood where Kevin is now so Kevin will find the books in his filing cabinets um, <laughs> they're there somewhere and um and then and then we uh, we did that at uh, at a church up in Longview as well and um. And uh for we didn't do the whole thing but did bits and pieces of it at, at my last church as well. So um very familiar well, with, with your work and um we I I certainly appreciate the the depth of the experience of worship that you've been able to create and those and those kinds of things. The depth of the worship that was in, in God with us was one of the things that that drew us and our churches into it and people engaged yeah. and responded to that. And so uh, thank you for that, for that.
1: yeah, that's really encouraging. It's probably one of my all-time favorite uh, you know, works that i've that I've done. it it was you know um, I was with integrity music for many years and and integrity to a lot of churches, you know we did the Hosanna music things, and uh, uh, I was producing those, and those were considered way uh, left edge for a lot of conservative churches and and I was raised uh, conservatively, and I, I had a heart to to um, kind of just be a, a bridge, kind of a, uh, a conduit to, to bring the, the reality of worship into some of these churches who have who have, who had decided that we don't want to be a praise and worship church because they had seen some things they didn't like. But I, I wanted to, to build a bridge and to uh, create something that, Allowed people to to experience God's presence like perhaps they had never experienced before, and it's sometimes as simple as you know putting uh, the songs together in the right order. And it was simple little things. I had a great team around me on that musical camp, Kirkland. This brilliant, uh, right. you know, um, and in as an arranger, and right. uh, um, Tom Fetke is a choral arranger, and, and they're just you know, there was just something in that musical that that's still there today. It's a favorite of of mine. It's a favorite of many people and uh, worship leaders and music directors all over the world. Told me, Don, you ruined our church forever with God with <laughs> uh, us. Yeah, and they meant it as a compliment right. because it's yeah. like once you experience those moments, it's hard to go back to just uh, leading a song service. So I, I really. Feel honored that uh, that God let me be a part of this. He put it in my heart um, uh, in 1987, and we didn't release it until 93. Uh, but it was uh, it's still impacting churches today, yeah. and I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you used it in four churches. Is that David?
0: <laughs> yep, that was me.
1: Uh, that's yeah. awesome. You know, I mean, and I I'd, I'd I'd love to uh, go out and and do this again. It's, the thing is, you could put together a mass choir. Because so many churches have done this, yeah. you could just pull out a few a few pieces here and there. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so we'll <laughs> think about that. I,
0: I have a question. It's not related to you. It's uh, about Tom Fedke. I, I I've always wondered: is he a first tenor? Do you know?
1: Uh, no. I, is he writing high part? Yeah. No, that, was, he's
0: not <laughs> a... <laughs> that was always our comment from the tenors. Oh, here's another Tom Fetke one. He we... is too <laughs> high. Yeah,
1: I, I I think I think Tom uh, was. Probably uh, hurt once by a first tenor, and he decided <laughs> to hurt them back.
2: <laughs> it's all—it's all about payback. I yeah. like that. It's all about payback.
1: Yeah. So, so Don—it's yeah, easy—it's easy for Tom to sit there behind the desk, uh, producing and writing the high tenor parts when he can just, you know. <laughs> direct the
0: singers but boy that's hard work <laughs> yeah it is that's tough
2: so don um so you know you've been doing uh music and music ministry for uh for many years and and again thank you for your um for your legacy uh i'm excited today we're we're excited today to talk uh about um kind of that next thing and you've uh you've started a a organization called worship in action can you Uh, You know, David and I have have, uh, read up on it, but can you share for our listeners a little bit about what Worship in Action is?
1: Sure. Yeah, I have, uh, you know, been sung all over the world for, you know, 30 years, 25, 30 years, and everywhere I sing, um, you know, I see tremendous need uh... what i've seen in since in the last you know ten fifteen years you got a whole industry around worship music and I've i've determined that worship is more than the songs we sing mm-hmm. um, and 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 today you say if let's if people say let's have a time of worship it almost automatically translates into let's have a time of singing right, right. Yeah. And, and i just want to make the point music does not equal worship and worship does not equal music uh, when, when Jesus said in John four, the hours come in, and that way, true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. It's interesting to me that through all the Gospels, uh, Jesus didn't talk about singing, except uh, in I think the end of Matthew, when they uh, had the Last Supper, they sang a hymn and went out. Yet, yet he inspired all the Psalms, and you know, it's 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 just interesting to me that we have a whole industry based on this. Uh, on worship music, and and yet Jesus did talk a lot about it, but if you look at his life, he was a true worshiper, worshiping the Father in spirit and in truth, and you have to look at how he lived his life as an example of how we should live our lives as worshipers, and part of that is, is reaching out in practical and tangible ways uh, with God's presence uh, to those that have lost hope. You know, it's it's when I travel in these countries and see the need and and children hungry and without shelter, um, I I could say here's here's a concert, come to a Don Mo concert, or buy my CDs or here I'll give you the CDs. But when somebody needs food and shelter, a CD is way at the bottom of their priority <laughs> right, list. Right, I, right, right, right. And I just kind of want to redefine for all of us what. How we view worship—it's—it is coming together and singing. Yes, it's a part of it, but it—it it should come out of a week of of being a true worshiper in front of your family, in front of your coworkers, in front of your um, in in front of your schoolmates, your classmates, and 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 your neighbors. You know, and, and as a result of living a life twenty four seven as a worshipper, when we come together to sing. How much more meaningful would it be? So I, you know, for years I've, I've tried, been trying to do things uh, in practical ways to help people in need, uh, building houses, uh, giving uh, food and clothing, and I and I really have connected with a little orphanage outside of Accra. There are two hundred uh, about two hundred children there, and and I just. Um, I kind of went public with with the organization uh, last year. This earlier this year, because I kept uh, supporting them on the side, and I thought, you know what, this is too big for Don Holland alone. And I wanted to, I wanted to talk about the message, like like I'm sharing today. Worship is more than the songs we sing. Worship is being the hands and feet of Christ to someone in need. It is taking the moments in your churches as a worship leader when when you really sense God's presence and the congregation senses God's presence, I want to challenge them to not let it end there, but become a conduit, taking God's presence and touching people in a practical and tangible way with that presence. And and by the way, it may eventually lead to singing songs, but immediately, Uh, people just need shelter and food and love, and it, you don't have to go to Ghana to do this. Right. You can reach out to someone next door to, to your neighbor, right wow. across the street. Uh, the person serving your Starbucks uh, as you drive through the the window. There, I mean, everybody needs to be touched with God's presence in practical way. So that's that's what worship in action is all about.
0: Yeah, I think you really you've really uh, struck a chord. You really you're really hitting the nail on the head in the sense that. Um, I think there's there's a lot uh, of wanting now. There's a lot of people that, that have maybe started to realize that um, is, is my relationship with God really only about the few songs that I sing on Sunday and a little bit of, of the message that I get on Sunday? Uh, shouldn't this be impacting more of my life? And I think we have even a whole generation of people who've maybe started to notice that that shortcoming uh, in the church that, that's kind of leaving this hunger um, and you know the Millennials and and people our age and younger who are saying there's got to be more to it there's got to be more to right. this God thing than than what we're experiencing so often yeah
1: and, and well, it, yeah, well and, and you have, excuse me yeah you have the uh, you, you do see the church becoming the church when there is a, a catastrophe of some kind right. uh, Katrina uh you know, uh, a tornado blows through a, a destroys a city in Moore, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You see the church coming together and, and become, and you see their worship in action. More mm-hmm. and more today, you'll see churches are reaching out and becoming socially aware. If the church does not reach out to the community, why are we, why are we here? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we need to be doing this. And, and, and it, it's sad that it takes, uh, a, a catastrophe of some kind to bring the Church together, but I have seen moments when I'm just proud to be a part of the Church. It's uh-huh. like, yes, we're finally becoming the people we're supposed to be, but gosh, it's got to go beyond singing a few songs in the morning and, and then, you know, everybody going to their home. You know, we need to affect our communities, yes.
2: And Don, uh, what I was going to say earlier is um, for for David and I, we, uh, you know, for the last six years, we've been doing this podcast and we've we've really tried hard to uh, focus this podcast on just different resources and uh, encouraging worship leaders and uh, worship team members, um, being a catalyst for the local church. And uh, one of the things I hear you saying that I really appreciate is that concept of uh, as worshipers, both, you know, worship leaders and worshipers um we we can effectively make an impact we can make a change beyond what our Sunday is uh beyond what we do Sunday beyond what we sing on Sunday uh, because there is such a, a big potential out there and you talked about kind of these social justice issues um but can you talk real briefly on on you know just how you've seen in in your years of ministry how you've kind of seen um uh just, that that impact, how you recognize that worship is more than singing and that worship can be action. What has what your own kind of journey been during that process?
1: Well, I, I think it, it stems from, if you look at Isaiah, I think it's uh, Isaiah 6, uh, he saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his glory filled the temple. I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his glory filled the temple. And he said, Woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. And and an angel touched his lips, and you, you, the story is—you know, you know how the, the the story goes. He he he. It ultimately, uh, the Lord asked the question, "Who whom shall I send, and who will go for us?" And Isaiah said, "Here am I, Lord, send me." So, if you look at that picture in Isaiah, I think it's chapter six. Mm-hmm. Um, he he had one of those moments that we all have in worship, when it's like, "Oh my gosh." I wish this happened every Sunday in our churches, but when that happens, you become you become aware that God is so big, and He's so holy, and we're so uh, you know sinful. And what can we do but you know, accept? Say in this moment, Lord, I want to surrender everything to You, and I say, Here am I. Send me and use me. And I think that's the picture. That, that we need to be aware of in our churches, and, and it's, it's just got to go beyond um, the two hours we have together on a Sunday morning, so everybody says, Why, my, 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 did the choir ever sound good today? What a powerful time. It's I think that's the time for us to come together, to give thanks, to honor the Lord with with everything we do, uh, more than our singing, and, you know, we don't want to forget about testimonies, to praying. Uh, all these things, you know, are part of a worship service, and then as a result of coming together and worshiping, we go out and live it the rest of the week in our communities or around the world. And I, that's that's what I think God has called us to do. It just It's not an end to itself. Boy, we had a great worship service today. End of story. No, no, no. <laughs> we had a great worship service. And as a result of that, yeah, I am I am stirred up to to take the reality of God's presence in a practical way to someone who has lost hope.
0: Now, you you might even say that that worship ought to be a catalyst for the lives that we live. Yeah, throughout the week, that uh, that uh, what absolutely. we do it ought to be a, Absol- a kickstart, the start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just think of. Uh, if you think of, start, stop thinking about worship equals music, and music equals worship, and start thinking about worship as a lifestyle, as Jesus talked about in John 4, the hours coming when true worshipers worship the Father and Spirit and Truth. We need to ask ourselves the question as leaders, what does that look like? What does that look like in our, in our church services? What does it look like in our music? What does it look like in our lives throughout the week? What does it look like in the way we relate to our staff and our families? Wow, so i mean it's a it's a much bigger issue and as if we can get a hold of that the the songs we sing coming out of a heart of worship and a lifestyle of worship are going to be become so much more meaningful
0: mm. yeah um before we before we run out of time, I would like if you if you will, would you talk to us about how how we might be able to get involved with Worship in Action?
1: Sure. Um, uh, worship in Action, uh, we have a separate website. If you go to uh you can click on, you'll find Worship in Action, or WorshipinAction.org is, is the official uh, website, org, and it'll tell you, you'll be able to see a video of the orphanage there. What I'm trying to do uh, there's a lot of work to do around the world, but I've tried to focus on helping there's two hundred kids there and uh, and I just want to get them fed and that's four five thousand dollars a month, and it's uh it's it seems like a lot if you try to do it yourself, but if we can get you know a couple thousand people involved just helping um, helping monthly, that is gonna uh, once we get the kids taken care of with food. Then there's other things we can deal with: beds and and dormitories and teachers and all this stuff. But so as as I'm over there, every time I go there, I try to load up the big truck with food and diapers. And I mean, they have kids from three weeks old to 16 years old. At 16, they go to a second secondary school. But you know, I've held these little kids in my arms. They're all abandoned. Most of them have been found in a in a field. This little girl found in a field inside a black garbage bag, a plastic hefty garbage bag. Wow. And kids were hitting it because it was moving. They thought it was a snake. They were hitting on it with sticks. And then they heard a cry and they opened up they got adults and they opened up the bag and here's this little three day old little girl. Her name is Gifty. And she is the sweetest thing you'd ever wanna see. And you'd never know the way she started her life. So this is all the kids have a story like this. I held a little guy in my arms. I didn't think he'd live another week. But uh, the last time I visited uh, a few months ago, I held him in my arms. He's, he's uh, running around. He's a toddler. And he was found in a public toilet. Somebody had tried to flush him down the toilet. Wow. And, and somebody found him and brought him to the orphanage. And just skin and bones. And yet there he is, healthy. And, and happy. Mm. So I, I love going over there, and so that's one way. You know, worshipinaction.org, uh, help me, let's let's get the kids fed. Uh, once we do that, there's a lot more work we can do, but people all around the world are taking part in this, and it's really, really exciting.
2: Yeah, and, and Don, thank you uh, for that work you're doing. Uh, you know, you, you talked about that kind of, that call to action. You know, you talked about how uh, let's not just stay in our seats and go home on something, but let, let's do something to action. And this is one of those things, yeah. you know, it's an, e- it's an easy thing uh, to, to be able to help give towards uh, to this. Uh, so definitely want to encourage our listeners to uh, check out worshipinaction.org. And um, now the orphanage, uh, uh, what seat was it? The, yeah, the Seat of Hope um, Home, is that what it was called?
1: Yeah, it's 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 the um, the Royal Seed Home is what it's called, Royal Seed Home, and you know it's it's about two hours outside of Accra, the capital of Ghana, and it's uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere. But uh, there is a beautiful little oasis. And these kids are are happy. They are well cared for. Um, you know uh, they're just uh, they're they're well disciplined. And it's like um, I love showing into these kids' lives, and I'd be honored if you'd uh, join me in that.
0: Yeah, and I would—I would i would just i would throw out there maybe, maybe uh, for worship teams to join in together. Maybe, maybe that'd be one way. As the worship leader or even a worship team member, you could, you could start to facilitate this. You could be a catalyst for for getting your your church thinking in this direction. As Hey, uh, we yep. we heard about this. Let's let's jump on board. Let's together. Let's let's throw in however much a month. Let's decide on a decide on the amount let's team in uh, team in with Don team up with Don right. Moen and be a part of this thing, making a difference.
1: Love it, love it, love it.
0: But it, I would I would also kind of throw on there what uh, what you've already mentioned, what you've already talked about that that uh, that this ought to maybe this maybe this is part of part of the waking up that the church is going through right now that. That God is using you and and others like you to wake us up to the fact that um, there's a there's a loss, there's a hurt, there's a broken, there is a disintegrating world all around us, and God has given us the the responsibility and the joy of helping those around us, and and uh, as much as we as much as we can, I think we should, and uh, helping helping you with uh, worship and action might be a way to get started, but. But what else is God calling us to do as as the local church? You know, we have a burden for the local church. What is God calling you to do in your community? What is God putting on your heart to meet these needs that are that are all around us? As, as you said earlier, Don, you don't have to go around the world to find these problems. There's a problem right around the corner, right across the street in the house next door. And I think God is using you to wake that up in us as as worship ministers and worship team members.
1: Yeah, you know, we 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 get we get this little uh, click going in our churches. We have our worship team and our in our church, and and yet if you look at the life of Jesus, he was out in the marketplace. He was he was out there where the people are, and guess what? They were attracted to him as a true worshiper. They were impacted by him, and I think that's what we need to fashion our lives after. And it's like you get out in the community, you become a catalyst and to helps help somebody. And people are going to take notice of that, and they they're going to be attracted to you. They're going to be drawn to you, and then eventually, you'll have a chance to share with them what makes the difference. But sometimes we have to live this out, in practical ways, in order to gain uh, an entree into their hearts. Right.
2: Well, Don, thank you again so much for joining us today, uh, for taking time out of your day to be on our uh, ep- uh, on our podcast, and. What uh, what what a um, yeah what an encouragement and what a call to action. Thank you for challenging us. Thank you for that call to action. So if you're listening, please make sure uh check out Don Moen's website um, and especially check out worshipinaction.org. Uh, like David talked about, even consider how your worship team could partner with Don Moen in this venture. Uh, Don, thank you again for being a part of our show.
1: Yeah, bless you guys. It's been a pleasure. Nice to meet both of you.
0: Would you mind giving us places where our audience might be able to connect with you online, if if you have those?
1: Sure. Well, it's it's uh, Facebook. If you want to go to Facebook, um, there I have too many friends on Don Moen's Facebook because yeah, they only allow you five thousand. But we have a really <laughs> fun, uh, we have have a fun group of people. Uh, uh, if you go to Don Moen Praise and Worship Leader on Facebook. Uh, that will connect you with this whole group uh, that's, you know, tracking us when we're touring and everything. Um, I, I go to. Uh, I just got back from Asia. Um, going to Italy in a couple of weeks, and then on to Africa um, for till about December 15th. But this keeps you up to date with everything that's going on. That's Don Moen, praise and worship leader. Um, it's Twitter at Don Moen. Um, and if you go to my website, you'll see all of that stuff. It'll give it'll you about five, six different ways in which you can connect with us, uh, become a part of our prayer team. That's... Uh, I don't want to go anywhere without our group praying. We have several thousand that cover us in prayer when we tour, and it uh, makes a huge difference. So there's a lot of ways you can connect, and list, uh, I'd be honored if you if you pick one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, so make sure, audience, to go check him out. Check out uh, as many ways as you can to get involved with the ministry that he's doing. And, uh, and Don, we thank you for your faithfulness to the call God has yeah. put on your heart. For us, yeah, that's...
1: Come, come to come to Ghana with me.
0: Yeah, there <laughs> awesome. you go. That would awesome. be great. Yeah, for us, that's all the time we have. So do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with us today?
1: Oh, I love, uh, I want to uh, just commend you guys for, for just getting out there and, and resourcing uh, the leaders. And, you know, it's like, uh, boy, everybody's out there, and, I, and me included. I want to do a good job at, at, at what I'm doing, and I want to do it better every weekend. Every time I get up to sing, I ask the question, what can I do better? And I want to pre- uh, just say thanks to you guys for just being there, resourcing us, and um, and, and helping create this dialogue Uh between God and man you know it's we've become a catalyst like that's ultimately what worship music does it it helps create an atmosphere that welcomes God's presence and and creates and becomes a catalyst for God to have this conversation with mm. his people so God bless you guys for that Me
0: too for uh, for now we'll we'll call it uh, call it an episode you can find us online at www.worshipministrycatalyst.com facebook.com slash worship ministry catalyst twitter.com slash wm catalyst and you can send an email to david at worship ministry or kevin at worship ministry or call us and leave a voicemail at 360-818-4339 thanks so much for listening to another episode we'll talk to you again soon bye